Hi guys, my name is Nemanja, I'm the founder of Funky Marketing and today we're gonna talk about specific things, how we actually close 63 deals in a year and a half for my company by doing, uh, and by doing that, basically we had 47 in a year and later we implemented the same for the client. So basically we created an approach to build B2B content marketing strategy uh, from the target audience, creating a distributed personalized content and leveraging various platforms for, for maximum reach. Basically, we wanted to emphasize the speed and distribution of our content creation alone. Uh, and that may implement some of the things from B2C inside the B2B, which is like emotional branding, storytelling, to engage audience effectively and basically present ourselves as uh, as the bigger than we actually were at those moments that was the first year of funky marketing and it guided us to uh to riding on a wave of uh lead gen moving into demand gen and basically closing a lot of clients all inbound and all of them came through linkedin or through referrals if that resonates with you listen along also Check out our other episodes. You're listening to TNDR, the B2B SaaS growth podcast brought to you by Spear Growth. The goal of the podcast is to enable you, our listeners, to generate an additional $100,000 in cumulative pipeline by May 2024. To do this, we bring people who have made a real impact in their companies. They cut through the fluff and dive deep into one tactic or strategy of theirs. I'm your host, Ishan. Let's generate pipeline. Hey, Nimanya, thank you so much for joining in today. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to be here chatting with you and getting to know you, actually. Yeah, we, we had a chat over LinkedIn, but face-to-face -face is another thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, you post in so many videos that it feels like, yeah, I've always seen you moving and talking and, you know, in your podcast, in your LinkedIn videos. So now it, it, you feel familiar because of that. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah, and and that's that's one of the things that we're gonna mention today, because uh, when I recorded uh, record the podcast and those kind of things, I like to do the live streaming as well. That's something that we didn't do uh, back then, uh, you know, for the time period that we're gonna talk about, but we implemented it later, and basically it, it's just another layer of everything, and it gets us to a totally different audience on LinkedIn. Oh, wow. That, that's amazing. Cool. So for everyone, very quickly, can you just introduce yourself and Funky Marketing and then we'll dive deep into the tactic? Yeah, basically, um, I'm somebody who has a background in uh, non-formal education, then in B2C marketing. And since 2020, I founded Funky Marketing. We focus on, on B2B, mainly helping uh, companies uh, generate demand, mainly in that field. And uh, I'm trying kind of to, to evangelize companies going back to doing ratings and uh, doing uh, marketing as it should be done, right? So uh, that's kind of what we do. We work mostly with B2B tech companies. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, yeah, that's, that's about that. Perfect. So I think Spear Growth and Funky, we started in 2021 for instance, and we also worked B2B SaaS, which is B2B tech, right? Uh, so yeah, it's... I'm very familiar with the market since then. Yes, I mean, so uh, I think when you say you help companies de generate demands, or can you just talk about the one tactic that you had? Can you first start with reiterating the results that you got for yourself and both your clients? Like what, what exactly were they? Yeah. Um, look, all, all depends. I mean, we'll go with one, but we have totally different, different things depending on what do they choose, right? Sometimes it's, it's, it's a sprint. Sometimes it's, uh, it's a long time effort. All depends what are their capacities, right? Most of the companies have different capacities. Some of them can record videos. Some of them can't, some of them can write. Some of them have the subject matter expert. All depends. Some of them had good data so they can establish good partnerships and the research. But uh, one of the most common things that I'm seeing is that companies already have great content on a website created for the SEO, which has never been shared on social. And sometimes uh, when it has been shared, basically it's only on the company page, like 14 people saw it, including the relatives, right? So uh, it's left there on the website to die. And it's not the content that that's bottom of the funnel that will attract people to actually, you know, uh, when they find them on Google come to close. 
So what do we find out? Okay, we uh, can sort out the foundation of the company. You know, do they have the right USP? Who are they targeting? What are their capacities? Those kind of things, do the research, talk to the customers and set up all those things, not to get into that, but messaging, positioning and all those stuff. And basically, then we comes to the thing, you know, uh, they say, how, what can we do to actually get to the customers directly, right away, right? Usually people say it's PPC. And I said, it's let's, uh, let's, you know, get them on the call and talk with them. So it's kind of like, like the podcast, like those kind of things. So what do we do first? We use the content that they have on their blogs to, um, basically giving uh, adjusted to the to the social to the way we need to create it to, to be uh, to post it on social and add the tone of voice of each person uh, which profile that we are using to actually distribute it right so so those are kind of the, the foundational thing we optimize the profiles we optimize all of those things and then when we share it it appears that a totally new content and out of one article we can we can have like three to six maybe even more posts. Uh, so then we have the content, right? Uh, and the thing is uh, that becomes, those articles becomes one content pillar. So, okay, we have written content. We can then change those things to be like a, a quote with visual. It can be infographic. It can be shared. There's a lot of different things, even a bit short video explaining it. Also, then we start thinking, okay, we want to get our ideal customers to talk with them. So we uh, have uh, a series of interview or the podcast or something like that. We already did it for ourselves, right? That's the thing that I said from the start. So I'm going through that. And uh, basically what we, what we want to do, we want to get our, uh, you know, possibly the champion account uh, to the podcast to talk about themselves. Everybody likes to talk about themselves. So we like to, to have them on the podcast and then we can ask them all kind of questions. Like how is decision-making, um, process going inside the company? Who's involved in it? Where do they go to get educated? Uh, where do we get, they go when they want to buy? Who do they follow? All those things. Do they, do they already have a vendor? And, and basically we get all those things. We have 50 minutes before the recording. We have 50 minutes after the recording so we can actually get to know each other and start creating a relationship, right? So basically we involve them into the content creation and in, after that inside the content distribution. There is no better thing than creating content and distributing it with your ideal customer, right? So, so th those are like the big accounts that we want to close in time, not right away. Interesting. So uh, I'll just, so let, let's stick to the, so you mentioned that I think in a year, and just please correct me if I'm wrong, in a year you were able to close 47 deals yes. through inbound content, right? So uh, I just want to understand, so in this particular instance, right? And you, uh, thank you so much for uh, sharing all the different things we can do, right? So you mentioned content repurposing using existing content that people have. That was the first thing you mentioned uh, yes. or in no order. The, another thing that you mentioned was uh, just showcasing expertise of the company itself. The third thing that you mentioned that I, uh, that I got was, let's say if there's someone you want to close, just bring them on a podcast and then speak with them. And uh, yeah, ba basically there is one more, one more nuance to that. It is mm -hmm. establish our authority, right? I, I mentioned at the beginning, we want to look yeah. bigger as we are and we get that by having people who have the authority in the space to come yeah. to, to talk to us perfect okay so let's talk about um the specific instance when you you know like of what you did right so if you had to break it down into buckets or almost like a timeline perspective of the project like what are all the let's say i'm not doing anything today right or like what was your state then did you start posting on LinkedIn first? Did you start a podcast? Like what was the first thing that you did in this case? Yeah. The, the thing is when we started, we had my personal brand mainly mm -hmm. here in the Southeast Europe, in the Balkans, yeah. but not outside of it. So we started with that. I started posting content, those kind of things. I realized early I had like, this is maybe the important thing to say. I talked to 260, 70 people. And realize there is a gap in B2B that I can fill in with what I know from B2C. 
right? And that was the time when we started talking, you know, that lead gen is not effective anymore. It's transactional. We need to sell through the relationships. And B2C moment is coming to B2B from that perspective. Like Chris Walker and other people started talking about it and there was a wave, right? Just starting. So um, what I did, I went to the Google Doc, right? And started writing things down. I wanted to have at least a few articles when I stayed, okay, there is a current situation. Uh, there is a problem that you have and there is a solution basically simple articles that I can use even when people ask me, you know, what do you think about it? What is the solution? I can just share the link, right? So that was the first pillar that we have that we took content out of it for, for distribution. So you had a personal brand in one region. You then figured out, okay, what is my unique advantage? And you really stuck to that. You, I, I think even in your content, even when I... I remember you as, okay, what do you talk about? There is a central theme to it that I think that's an important bit that you figure out that, Hey, I, you have very good experience in B2C. So, and you know how to implement that in B2B also. And that's your unique, I think, uh, positioning or narrative or what do you want to call it from yeah, it there? Is, is exactly. The, the thing is before we started all this. The first client that I nailed was Impahub Belgrade. And basically we helped them with uh, getting startups into the pre-accelerator. So basically I had a chance to prove my hypothesis, right? It, it didn't, it wasn't just in my head. I proved it with, you know, talking and working with like 200 startups uh, from the Impahub pre-accelerator. They weren't my clients. So uh, I had a chance to prove the hypothesis. And then when I got the confidence Based on that, I just went all in. Perfect. So your, your, uh, you mentioned that your narrative that you had or your strength that you claimed before you made that claim, you had proof and you had done it a bunch of times. Uh, then uh, as you continued posting things on LinkedIn, you built a few pillar articles. Can you, and you listed on a lot of questions or things that you want to talk about. And in that you also start building out some pillar articles. Can you mention like how many and give a few examples of topics uh, so that if someone else wants to do it, they can also, yeah. Exactly. I, th I think we don't have that many articles even on, on the website. Like this thing that we are talking about, that was the first article, right? I, I stated the whole, the whole strategy and it was all there. The second one was the continuation. So how do we shorten the sales cycle? So what we do after that? And then basically we go, what are the metrics that we should, that, you know, the SaaS companies should follow. Then we went uh, into the, you know, specifics about LinkedIn, about Twitter, about what we do. Basically, we break down all the things that we do into, into an articles. And then I think we concluded it with, uh, with the article that says, you know, like, I don't know if it's 10 or, or what is the number of the things that CM, B2B CMOs should be aware of, right? So then we, we moved it to, the, to that level and basically having like, a, like an overview. Uh, Listen, back in the days, not many people understood what, what demand creation, demand closing was. So we needed to explain a lot of, a lot of those things. And finally, like, uh, I think that the biggest chunk of it all, it's how do we do the whole strategy? So, uh, from talking to the customers, creating the strategic narrative, then positioning messaging, and then, uh, you know, how do we implement all of the, all of those things. So it's all there on the website. And when I, when I got into the conversation with the, the potential customers that the content gets me in, I can basically just share them the links, right? This is how we do, you know, if check it out, if that seems like the right fit, we go for it. Understood. So in, in your case, and if someone else listening wants to replicate it, the, these were the articles that Nimanya you created. And yeah, I think everyone would have to do their own research to figure out what something is something that they could create but one is going to be you had your own methodology like the entire thing did you hold back did you sort of not sort of share something more advanced or were you like hey let's share everything step by step that they can implement on their own yeah i'm the guy who shares everything step Perfect. by step okay. and 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 i want people you know when they come to the website they, they know how we work Perfect. Yeah. So one is the method. The second one that you said was, okay, something that's a continuation. I really like how you called it a continuation, which was how to reduce sales cycles because you're already getting leads. So that that's something new to me. The third one was, uh, the metrics. Fourth one was 
specifics like of the same strategy but on channels so you can go one level deeper and the another one that you mentioned was more on a strategic top level for your uh, target audience this is like a good mix of articles uh so you are con- just to confirm you're still continuing posting on linkedin you're also developing these articles now when you you're developing these articles how you said that you distribute this in conversations if someone asks something you have a much more deeper link to share than others would apart from that did you how did you distribute this content piece yeah um we can add, add one more thing uh I, I didn't plan to talk about it but but we can do it uh and basically when you share an article or a piece from that article what what you can do and i've been testing it and it proves like like the right thing i've been using that afterwards is you know i have like four or five people that are subject matter experts on the topic right and i tag them and I ask them for their opinions so they give me the opinions and then i update the article and you know it's not only our point of view it's their point of view as well uh but the thing is you know uh what you do you, you want to show yourself through different types of content right first one first pillar are the articles the second one is uh you know video audio all depends how you do. we do we do video and then we uh distribute it as, as audio and as video as well uh, and I think that one, the second one is, is the, the, the main one. It's the funky marketing podcast. We had another podcast that will focus on this one. And, and basically here, uh, at first I wanted to have like 10 people, uh, that, uh, you know, I consider are up there with where I want to be. And I wanted to get their background. What's their experience? You know, how did they get there? Those kind of things. So I can compare, can I actually, you know, work in that in that field when i saw that i can i have even more experience than some of them i said okay now we can discuss and it became a discussion and uh you know based when you have a, a healthy discussion you can get a lot of uh a lot of things out of it right so basically uh out of it i can get the the things that i can use to talk to the customers who are not problem aware to the customers who are uh, problem aware and to those who are choosing between us and somebody else, right? So, so I can have different sets of, uh, of short videos from that long one uh, and use that to, to kind of, you know, as you said, people will remember, you know, how do I look? How do I talk? Uh, do I actually know what I'm talking about? And who's with me on those videos as well? Uh, I mean, I'm not talking just out of my head. Uh, I literally had messages when, when I said uh, with somebody that I was connected with, hey, hey, just wanted to say hi. And that lady said, when can we schedule a call? And I was like, that was too fast. So on a call, I asked her, what did she do? And she said, you know, they were looking for somebody to, uh, to replace the, the CMO. So she was on a look. She was head of product. Uh, so she connected with me at the times. It was like a few weeks uh, before that. And uh, when I sent her a message, she checked out a couple of my last posts. She saw who's reacting on those posts. Does she know those people? Then she checked who are our mutual uh, friends and basically go out and check my work experience. That was enough for her to schedule a call, right? So usually that's how it worked. But uh, to get you so, okay, we create the, the long form video, right? And, and the most important thing is what do we do with it then? Because we want to, to be fast. We want just, to be... Uh, uh, sorry, just mm-hmm. one question there. When did you start the podcast? Was it after... I'm not saying when you recommend to. Uh, when did you start the podcast? Was it after you create the pillar content or before or just from a time? Yeah, uh, for, uh, for, uh, first started with, uh, with distributing, uh, creating and distributing the text articles mm-hmm. it was like uh, i don't know in uh, like january and, mm-hmm. and in october we started with a with a podcast so Understood. that's that's how it was like i yesterday checked the check the date uh, yeah, month, yeah, yeah. So, so i know Perfect. yeah and uh, how many uh, how many uh, uh you, you what's the frequency of this podcast uh, and like for example there are also a, a, is who do you call as guests right so for example you've mentioned people who you want to work with then there's also a balance between people who you want to be seen with and they might not be people who you definitely want to work with. So, I mean, like they might not be industry influencers, for example, right? So how do you yeah. decide a ratio for that? Yeah, the, the, those are great, great questions. Um, 
from the start, I wanted just to establish the authority. So it's something contrary to what I would recommend to the to the most of the companies I work with. I'll tell later why. Uh, I wanted to establish the authority, and basically in a month, I recorded like twenty episodes. So sometimes even a, a few per day, because uh, basically it gave me ammunition. Let's call it like that to have a content for the next six months through that. And uh, I published once uh, once a week. That was my capacity and the team capacity at the time. Even like for three years, I posted it once uh, once a week. Now, now this year we are going, uh, actually it happened uh, uh, a few months ago. So even in the third year, we started posting like twice, uh, twice a month to see what, what will happen, right? But uh, I didn't want the podcast to be like, I'm famous for the podcast. I wanted it to, to bring other things. So uh, authorities in the field first, definitely. And then people who are like uh, my, my peers who can recommend it to other companies in the US, right? That was, that was the thing, because if I didn't work with the US-based companies, um, they don't want to work with me, right? They want to work with people who have worked with similar companies from the similar industries from the US, and it's totally different than the companies at the same stage in the Europe. And, you know, there's a specific reason why they say that. So I needed to, uh, to make a bridge towards that. And it's the people who are coming to the podcast. So that was podcast was basically my entry to the US market. And um, why I wouldn't recommend to, to other people to, to start with the authority is basically, you know, uh, those are companies that already most of the times have the authority. Right. Uh, and, and I basically tell them, you know, we, we create a list of like 50 potential customers and then we invite a champion account from those companies to come to the podcast because the, the goal is to create relationship with our potential customers. Understood. And if you had to just, if I forced you to share like a ratio of like how many people who are industry influencers, uh, and how many people would be who would be future potential, you know, customers or dream customers or whatever? Like, what would that ratio look like? Yeah, I think is eighty or ninety percent are the, the my peers and mm -hmm. and people from from the industry. Uh, yeah. Basically, I went all in on that because uh, you know I figured out I still need to I still needed to figure out at that times you know um, how do I actually sell. What do I do specifically? You know, that, that fluctuated and changed yeah. as the, you know, demand generation, yeah, yeah, yeah. even today, people have different opinions about it. Right. Yeah. So, so from that perspective, I went in, uh, in on that and basically most of the customers, they came, they came through the content or through the referrals. So it, it mm -hmm. worked. Perfect. Okay. So, um, so once you started, I think that's, that's a similar thread that you followed, right? So you made. First, you made a pillar content that was text-based and then you started repurposing it and reusing it and distributing it. Then you made another pillar content source or type that was the podcast. And then you started re repurposing it, distributing it uh, and tagging it, I, I guess, in, in your conversations also, right? As as you say that you then make it into ammunition. So is that is that like think the the core of the strategy uh, in terms of execution right obviously not in terms of strategy but in terms of execution is that how you recommend that hey have based on the team's bandwidth or what are you comfortable or whatever just figure out okay what is a core pillars that you can create and then just start distributing it and then if later on if you can create a second set of core pillar type content or series or whatever then you create that and then you start redistributing it yeah uh... I'm a little bit crazy, so I did all of it, and even the, the, the third and the fourth pillar at once. But but usually, yes, that's that's the kind of the things that you want to do. I mean, uh, you need to know who who you are creating it for and why you are creating it for. Then why you want to have like the content pillars is because you know you don't want to wake up another day and say you know oh what should I post today, you know because usually that happens when you don't have the content pillar. You need to extract content from somewhere, and you know. Second, if you can create it, co-create it uh, with your target audience, there's no better fit. It's better than the advertising. Then 
basically you need to figure out what are the channels where your target audience is, is spending time and what's the most convenient for you. And then, you know, uh, distribute the content uh, so it fits those channels, right? Uh, it means a lot of different things from different channels and I like to distribute content in a different way. You don't need to focus on one, but one is where your customers are, right? So we used uh, LinkedIn as the main, uh, the main channel when we distribute the content, but we also had like uh, Twitter for different things. We had Facebook when, when we have some small communities and those kind of things. Uh, and, uh, you know, and Instagram for some reels for, for those, the, those kind of things. So, so from that perspective, you know, we knew what we wanted to do, uh, to take from each channel, you know, and then we have, you know, uh, when you have like the bigger piece, then of course you, we use the anchor to distribute it to all the, the podcast platforms and you and YouTube, because YouTube is good for branding. Right. Uh, so from that perspective, those, those were, those were the things. And then what I, I didn't have a, a need to do it for ourselves, but we do it for the, um, for the clients, we, when we set up the, the content distribution organic, then what we do, we go and uh, we use ads to basically, uh, you know, make sure that the right people are consuming it. And we, we just want them to consume when they consume it. And when they see a fit, then basically, you know, they, they, in their mind, they think, aha, okay. So these guys are the first one we go to. Understood. Let's, let's talk numbers actually. Right. So I'm going to ask you, so I think, uh, so I think I have a, and by the way, thank you so much for sharing like the thought process, the strategy bit, the distribution bit, what worked for you, what do you recommend? There's a lot of angles that you shared the same answers with, which is very helpful for different people. Let's talk about like numbers and let's start with the one I know for now. So you mentioned that, uh, you closed 47 deals in one year. Now, um, how do you, so, because attribution is very difficult with content and inbound. So how do you say it's attributed to this strategy? Yeah. I, I always have had a question on my website, even though before it became a thing people talk about, yeah. right? How did you hear about us? And I have another one, which is why do you want to work with us? Right. So those are the questions and, and I, I can see clearly what people are saying. You know, they say LinkedIn, they say Nemanja jumps out of Pate on LinkedIn. Even, uh, some, some of them said when, when I shared something related to the, to the go to market strategies, they said, um, the reason is that your take on go to market is totally different than what I'm seeing in industrial space where we are, we are based. And I want to try like the, I want to try the hypothesis. So, and also some people say, you know, like Pepli recommended you or, uh, refine labs recommended you or, or those kind of things. And there were some who were saying like, uh, I don't know, our consultant recommended you. I, I don't know those people, right? I, I didn't know them. I, I, you know, cause they were seeing my content and when they needed somebody for that, they say, go to Nemanja and funky marketing team, even like refine labs. What was kind of interesting, people consider us competitors at the times. I, I knew that is not possible, but, but okay, that's how it, it looked like. Um, and that's that effect of, you know, having like, uh, looking like you have a bigger brand, right. Or having a brand at all in the first year, it's not possible, but it may look like that. So, uh, basically, uh, companies came to, to refine labs and say, I don't know, they're starting point was $25,000, I think. So they either say, you know, we don't have that much of money, what can you recommend? Or they said, uh, you know, we are working with, uh, I don't know, with some of the, the CRMs that Refine Labs is not working. So they say, maybe you can ask Nemanja. So, uh, you know, uh, Megan from, uh, from Refine Labs basically referred them, them to, to us. Uh, and those are kind of the things where I knew that it's working, especially when, uh, when I hear, okay, the location, you know, uh, why do you want for, to work with us? And, uh, you know, it's tell us exactly why, you know, the first question is okay. You know, how did you hear about us? But the second one uncovers the value, right? So, so then using that we further optimized, optimized things. That that's really interesting. Like when that you asked 
how do you, why do you want to work with us already so that, that's actually a good one i i don't have it on my website i don't I haven't seen it on a, a lot of different websites but i can see how they'll add value uh, yeah the, i think the thing is yeah. just just to, to add if somebody's mm-hmm. coming from google you know uh on that second question they will say you know i don't know like um reputation in the industry or some kind of yeah. bullshit like that and, and you know and then you you know that they have no idea about it or yeah. some that come to recommendation they will say for example like if peplier recommended you i don't have to think about it yeah yeah makes sense makes 100 sense okay so um i i think you started your content like the big text style content pillar first and then the distribution of it while you maintained building up the channels then you started podcasting at the end of i think in october you mentioned and then you also mentioned you started two other pillars is it fair to say that um let's say the 47 deals that you're referring to right they would like it, it takes a while for a pillar plus re- plus distribution to really take off you think most of that would have come because of the content pillar and the linkedin distribution yeah uh yeah it, it doesn't take long that's that's the first thing that's why i'm talking about speed right because with a small team you you can do a lot in, in a short period of time and there's um, if if you check out now the the company pages from like the big enterprise companies and you check out somebody who you know like your team or mine you know we produce more content than those companies mainly because we don't have that many people uh, you know that many eyeballs on each piece and you know how it goes so we know exactly what we're doing and we're able to implement it fast and that's one advantage that, that i wanted to use uh but the thing is before we started we had a narrative and the story which is mine and then it's the company one and you know even the name of the company is funky marketing so, so we have uh an interesting name and the story that goes to it i tie it to uh i'm not gonna tell it now i wrote it uh, many times but is basically you know the story about my marvin gay singing first time the national anthem on the all-star game in a different way you know basically the um somebody who is uh, underappreciated by everybody they don't see it he comes and he delivers uh and over delivers that's how i see us coming from serbia so that was the narrative and, and i'm pretty open guy so i, I built and shared in public and that also affected affected the openness also one of the things i said welcome send welcome message to each connection so basically i you know i at least share the message no matter if we talked or shane so when they see my content and they come and they want to send me a message they say aha this guy already reached out to me and i didn't respond right interesting okay so uh but so when you say let's say if someone launches a pillar um and then they start dist- redistributing it uh, or repurposing it into smaller pieces and then distributing it and then also they are let's say active on linkedin they are posting regularly they are commenting regularly they are uh, there's uh, connecting with the right people they have the narrative in place so after that let's say they've they've launched one pillar and then they start repurposing and distributing it how long do you think from a, can you walk us through the timeline so just on on a pure an average case right that hey uh we launch a we create five pieces of pillar content here is the date when read where the repurposing starts here is how we're doing distribution and then here's when we start seeing some inbound come in like what would yeah. that timeline look like yeah the the timeline it's kind of interesting usually it's around six months if, mm-hmm. if you want to be uh, yeah. real and honest and if you use advertising it will be cut cut in half right so it, it all depends how how it goes and uh usually when we start uh with posting and repurposing it matters if we already have the authority so do people already know us who do we have in our connection so basically we will become uh from the start just more visible and it comes down to what we have done before so uh you know that's kind of where the first results are coming but we we had luck with uh i don't know with turkish startup called user guiding basically in the in the first two weeks uh since the the ceo uh cto and i think the product uh head of product started posting basically they they got uh invite to go and talk with a do the workshop for google docs team 
to talk about user onboarding, those kind of things. And the CEO got two messages from the people who uh, wanted to be part of the next investment round. So even in the, in the first two weeks, uh, you can have results if you have a, a good company, a good product, and you, know, you already have some, uh, some good people in your connections. Maybe, maybe what, I, what I want to add, and I think it's relevant for the people, it was three of us in the team in the first year. Then we added a few more people in the, in the, second, the second year. Uh, but the thing that I did early on, I, I basically extracted the whole process of uh, how we onboard people. So basically when somebody joins the team, because we are all marketers in the team, they all learn how to write how to uh, you know, create uh, posts from LinkedIn, how to repurpose, how to do all those things. And each person gets the feedback from everybody in the team. So, so I don't have to deal with it later, right? Right from the start, I, I train them and then it's, it's much easier. Understood. Uh, so from a timeline perspective, you said six months. Is it six months from the time you start posting? Is it six months from the day you decide you want to start posting, you strategize, you start building the pillars? Is it six months from the day... From what time? From from when you start posting. From when you start right. posting. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it all depends. If you want to have only, uh, only, you know, like, let's say you want to have a series of interviews, 10 interviews with 10 people from the, uh, you know, ideal customers, and you want to create like a three months program to kind of distribute that. And you have all done the research before, so you don't need to, to talk with them to kind of get more insights, right? You just want to sell. From that perspective, uh, you know, you can create in, in a week 10 episodes, even less. And then basically it just takes time to edit. It, it doesn't take much time for that to do it. Even today now we have, we have Opus and other AI tools. Basically, in, after you record it in an hour, you can have short episodes. Yeah. And basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you just need to write up the copy for that, schedule those things and go for it. Maybe that, that can be interesting thing for the people. I use the parts when, when I or whoever is the host to, to post on that person's profile and the parts when we have the guest talking, we usually use that parts on the company page. And basically we, we tag them and we try to build the company page by building the brands of our ideal customers from that perspective. And to, to give you an additional thing, uh, it's basically in the part how we shorten the sales cycle. It's, you know, let's say we have a few more people in the team, like marketing or sales, whoever it is, we try to connect with more people from that company who are, uh, you know, in, included in decision-making process, right? So maybe the, the guy who was with us on the podcast, he doesn't realize, you know, the aha moment, right? Maybe it's not the person that will use the tool. So, so we try to connect with others and it basically give more eyeballs on our content. And, you know, so from that perspective, uh, you know, it actually shortens the things because we create a relationship, not only with the decision maker, but with other people who can uh, impact the decision making process from the company. And if you look out, like basically what people do with ads is the same thing, right? The thing with LinkedIn and when you start posting regularly is that it works like retargeting. Right, every time you come, you can post just three times per week. Every time you come to, to your feed, you see the post from that person because posts last for, for a week, let's say. So, uh, you know, if you do that organically, it already looks like you are doing retargeting. And if you add advertising to it, basically you just want to, uh, to see in the impressions that those people are actually consuming the content, right? That's the only thing that you want to know because you are already engaging with them organically. Right. So you don't need to go to the, usually when you, when it comes to advertising, you have these three pillars awareness when you actually base the money so you can be seen, but this way you are seen through organic content. You have the second pillar, which is engaged. You are engaging with them. Uh, so, so basically you, you merge those two, uh, you know, segments in one. And then of course you have like lead gen pillar where you actually try to schedule calls or get them to the demo or whatever it is that you want them to do. Understood. Okay. There's a lot of ways you've sort of divided. Okay. This is how to do things. And there's a lot of different small tactics, which all yeah. play in together. 
for it to actually make work. It's not that, hey, you're just publishing a bunch of content and everything else magically is being taken care of. Right? You are connecting with the right people. You are sort of, even if, let's say, you're publishing a podcast with someone you want to close, you are being sure you, you're speaking with different people. If anyone, you also mentioned that if anyone connects with you, you're sort of sending them a message. So there's a lot of other small pieces, which is where I think the expertise comes in that, hey, apart from just publishing content, this is, there's a lot of other things that also takes little bit of time but a lot of pieces of those so can you just make help me understand you said there were three people when you started off but in in just perspective of how much time it takes to run something like this uh, if you can take one or two pillars because i think still your strategy does revolve around the pillar and re- repurposing and distribution right so uh, let's say a content pillar and a podcast or interview pillar if you take those two and just say that okay how much time bandwidth money and tools or everything that it takes can we just sort of have a account of that just if someone wants to budget it out yeah let, let, let's see so i had in a team uh, the guy who is video editor and i had in the team the guy who can write right so from that perspective you know i had the resources in-house and uh you know we only write about the things that we do so we don't need to do a deep research we can right fast because we know exactly what we are doing right situation problem solution and when we write it like that we write it sort of similar like we write it on linkedin so it's easy to get pieces for distribution right and and it doesn't take much time basically i separate uh, the article by, by you know but main points and have you know what's the main point in this paragraph okay it's this sentence edit on the visual that's it. The visual then explains that text. So there is no, uh, you know, not much of thinking around it. Basically, there's a system that goes on. And then we, we just schedule it or we post it organically, however it goes. When it comes to the podcast, it's a little bit different. So, uh, sorry, so, like sticking uh-huh. to the content one. So it, it you had three people uh, and let's say if some, but they were, you weren't doing this full time. Right, like all the three people weren't just full time, just doing marketing for funky marketing. There were other things they were also doing. So from a look, pers- we we did we did more or less the same thing for the clients, right? So right. it was it was it was the same job at that first year. Correct. From the start. So so how how much of like one person's or the three people's bandwidth was taken in, let's say, just for your marketing? Uh, I think most of the times they work on our on our stuff. Right, because at the first year, you know, uh, mostly I was the one working with with the clients. Uh, and you know, you always expect yourself to work more than the others. Uh, from that perspective, that's okay. But uh, you know, when you say like, I just want to encourage people listening. It doesn't take much time. It's actually easy to do when you know your customers. You know what what is the service that you are offering or the product. And you have people who can write and people who can edit the videos. It's basically no brainer. You just need to get the right people into inside those conversations so you can actually create the content. And you know, if you know what you want to get out of the content, it's easy to to set up the quality standard, right? From that perspective. So the quality is something that we didn't talk about, but that is non-negotiable from the start. So yeah. uh, you know, from that perspective that that's basically if you go if you go deeper into the the podcasting basically as i said uh, you know we i record it usually those are the people that i know or reach out by message to them so there is not, not like long process to get them to the podcast which can be a difficult thing sometimes uh but i post a lot of content and i was posting a lot of content back in the day so uh not having the first episode wasn't an issue right so um and when we started, basically, you know, I was just asking the, them to give me their story, right? To extract things from them. So it's not something that requires me to, to go and prepare for each episode like you prepare for this one, right? So, so it, it's a different type and, and I can just jump in and record as many episodes as I can in a short amount of time. And then basically I just get the nuggets uh, and you know, and use them to create short, uh, short things and then just basically distribute them. And uh, when it comes to the long pillars, I already mentioned like 
you upload episode to the anchor. Now it's Spotify for podcasters. And then basically they do the distribution. You, you don't need to do it. You just need to upload the episode to YouTube. And from that perspective, that's also not a lot of time, right? It's basically easy. That's why I'm, I'm always saying to the people, you know, this is, a, you just need to start, right? Figure out, okay, these are, this is our main content pillar. What can we do in-house? Can we write? Can we do the research? Can we uh, do the podcast? And then basically the other thing, it's easy. Uh, I mean, just people can just Google the way they can distribute content to a different channels, right? Maybe, uh, you know, it's easy for Twitter, for LinkedIn, for Facebook, Instagram. I even don't recommend going in that many channels, focus on one or maybe two. Uh, it's a little bit difficult, more difficult when it comes to the communities, for example, Reddit or Facebook groups, because they have rules and you need to get yourself inside the community to know how you, you can actually distribute the content. So yeah. I would, I would possibly avoid that from the start and then see, okay, if we really need to be there, then we'll figure it out uh, how yeah. do we do it. Perfect. Okay. So no, th that helps quite a bit. So, from uh, also, pure... also so, sorry, yeah. just, just to mention, we talk about 47 clients, not all of them were, were huge. That, that's also to mention. Some of them were smaller ones, some of them were the bigger ones, but some of them were with 800 employees. So, uh, you know, the big ones also came because usually people say, aha, this grow from the start, you can attract smaller clients, not necessarily. So, you know, uh, depends yeah. on who's seeing your post, who you're creating relationships with and, you know, and what you're talking about. Perfect. Okay. So I think from a pure number standpoint, six months after you start a pillar, then you have to, so I think the, the process just to sort of summarize it all in terms of cost, people, process, timelines, all of that is from, from a pure number standpoint, uh, maybe, and please correct me as I'm saying it, Nemanja. So, uh, as we are, we spend maybe a week at max two weeks trying to figure out, Hey, what's your narrative is. Uh, in that timeline to what you do stuff is just speak with a lot of people, collect a lot of information, see who like maybe speak with different people, stakeholders in your company. It might take you le lesser time than that to figure it out uh, very often. Uh, once you have that, you then need to start creating a few pillar pieces of content uh, or a series of pillar pieces of content, which could either be like, there's a lot of different types, but the two that we discussed much more about was a text-based pillars and video-based pillars. Video-based pillars, if you go really fast, you could create enough pillars for like six months and two weeks, essentially, because you can just record all of them really quickly. When uh, you are doing, let's say, uh, video-based pillars, I think you mentioned that uh, have a you had a nine, 80, 80 to 90% of people who were your peers and 10 to 20% of people who you really want to close. Uh, depending on the company, you can change this ratio. And then for content, if you're doing sort of text-based content, uh, then you can write out those initial pillars, but later on you could just focus on also updating it with more people, like adding, adding more instances of what other people said and making it better. So for podcasts, you're publishing them more regularly. For texts, you're updating them more regularly than podcasts. For both of them, whether it's text, video, whatsoever, then you start repurposing, breaking it down into smaller content. It helps if you have really, th if you have that, um, the narrative preset, you have your, the, the same framework for, let's say, whatever be the type of content so that when you repurpose, you can keep the frame or the keep the framework and quickly find how to repurpose it and find snippets or smaller versions of that. And then just repurpose it uh, again repeatedly. When repurposing, pick one or two channels which are really, really core to your business. It could be, for example, in your case, it was LinkedIn. It was also a few groups. Uh, that will probably be the case for most B2B SaaS companies or most B2B tech companies. It's going to be something similar uh, where you, you're repurposing. Make sure you have, and then you also discussed how you had very small or like very, a lot of very smart and like tiny practices across that. Like, for example, if someone is commenting, make sure you are linking your content in when you're replying to that. Or if someone is connecting, make sure you're 
sending a message back that saying hi right or if someone is you inviting someone to a podcast that you want to work with also connect with the rest of people in their team so those are the things that really amplify the entire i think the purpose or the entire impact of the entire strategy does that i know i missed out a lot of things that you said there's a lot of ways to break it down but if someone had to take away like 2 minutes of worth of content would this be a good chunk to look at yeah definitely look i can i can try to do it in 30 seconds uh the the, th- the thing is you know figure out what is your content pillar maybe it can one it can be two you know look at them like on a middle on the right side we look at distribution of those big content pillars big articles or big videos like the full video we do that on youtube we do that on uh, you know on podcast platforms in a different way we do that also on a website by having the links to the audio and video on the other hand uh, on the left side we have uh, distribution of the smaller pieces and then we have different platforms linkedin twitter uh, communities whatever it is organically to that if you want to shorten the sales cycles we add advertising to you know make sure that the right people are consuming it and then basically just act like a normal human and start creating relationship with those people perfect perfect love it so anyone is one last question for the day uh, if you had to give a quick elevator pitch for funky marketing what would that look like yeah uh, basically we we work with b2b tech and saas uh, companies to create growth strategies for them and if you are a company uh, around 5 million to 10 million in revenue with long sales cycles specializing uh, in high uh, you know and have a high icv basically you don't need uh, a vp of marketing or cmo in house you need us perfect perfect love that man thank you so much for doing this again i really appreciate that <laughs> yeah th- th- thanks man uh, i i love the the thing and it's always good that somebody you know takes you through the things and and basically you know uh you know says okay but what about this what about this what did you exactly do here what did you exactly <laughs> do here you know uh cuz often we forget some of the things some of the smaller things that actually makes the difference yeah yeah i hope someone just starts doing this at least in house like in, in this week right of the day that it's published i i love yeah that. i i always tell to the people like it's out there it's the first article that i published there isn't even a, a graphic over there when you click to it you go to the uh, mm-hmm. youtube video of like 10 minutes that explains everything yeah so so basically you know um if people listening here want to actually do it and go through it there's a, there's an article on funkymarketing.net website perfect yeah thank you so much niman it is great having you yeah thank you thank you as well i enjoyed it thank you for listening to the tldr podcast in case you're wondering spear growth is a marketing agency we help b2b saas companies like yourself with ads and seo check out our website at speargrowth.com that is s p e a r g r o w t h.com just like this every episode starts with a 1 minute summary of what we discuss pick the next episode to listen to based on what you can implement right away and after you implement any of these tactics and cnf pack we'd appreciate you drop us a note on podcast@speargrowth.com